Welcome to the Community for Coaches podcast, where we help coaches intentionally and effectively use sports to transform lives. Every year, we give our Coach of the Year award, and this year, we are also honoring a rising star, which is an award for a coach who is new to coaching and doing a really great job. Thanks for joining us on this episode and enjoy this interview with Logan Myers, who is our rising star this year. Okay, well, I'm here with Logan Myers. He is our rising star kind of for our CFC Coach of the Year um, series that we're doing. So we're super excited to have him on the podcast. Yeah, it's good to be here. Good to be here. Great. So Logan, um, rising star is usually someone who is semi-new to coaching maybe you know they're in their first year or two you are um a junior in high school is that correct yeah 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 so you are getting into coaching like incredibly young which is awesome to see Uh, but you've kind of already shown yourself to be someone who who gets it who kind of understands what coaching is about so we're excited to hear kind of your history and your story. So tell us a little bit about kind of your, your early sports experiences, maybe first getting into to sports. Yeah. So I started playing all sports like soccer, baseball, basketball, football around the age of like five, I think five or six. Um, yeah. All through there, I played through Gable and YMCA and one other league, but I don't remember what it was. Um, and then up into fifth grade and sixth grade, I kind of honed it down to basketball and baseball. Um, and I played basketball up at drive five for, um, most of my middle school years, it's sixth, seventh and eighth grade. Um, and baseball, I just played on my club team with all my friends. So we, we were a pretty good team. We won, I think four or five championships, um, it was a, it was fun. We just had fun with it. We didn't really, we cared about winning, but we more cared about like getting to have fun with each other. And this is going to be a memory one day. Um, and same with basketball, basketball is the same thing. It's, it's just fun to be out there. It sucks to lose, but it's so much fun to win, but Mm -hmm. it, in, in the end, it just gets you better. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm wanting to do. Um, but, uh, my freshman year I played Freshman year of high school, I played basketball and golf. I mm. tried out golf this summer. I loved it. Mm. And I'm like, why not try out for the school team? Uh, yeah. So I tried out for the school team. I made it. Um, and then that was the spring of COVID. And so we never went back to school that year. So oh. golf didn't end up working. And neither did basketball. Or, yeah, basketball didn't end up working. It was right before COVID. Okay. Um, but that was a fun season. It was my first season of high school basketball. Um, a lot of new people I was playing with, new coach. It was it was all an experience for me. Um, then my junior year, I tried out – or sophomore year, sorry. Tried out for basketball and golf again. Made the basketball team, made the golf team. Um, had a lot of fun with basketball. Practices were awesome. We had an awesome coach. Um, and that's when I really started to, like – honed down on basketball because it's just it was my sport I knew it as soon as I as soon as I made the team I'm like all right this is it basketball is my thing um and that was the year I really separated myself from others um Mm -hmm. I started like understanding 
the concepts of basketball and the fundamentals. And it was all, mm-hmm. it was all coming to me. And then golf, I, I tried out, I made the team. Um, it was, it was fun, but I, I didn't like playing for the school. I more like just playing for fun and playing with my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I didn't play much golf after that for the school. I still do play golf a lot though, just up yeah. at like our local courses. Um, and then those are two very different sports, aren't they? Like golf yes. is yeah. more of an individual sport. I know there's a team element to it, but it's a lot more up to you. Yeah. Right. And basketball like, is very much a team sport. So. Yeah, it's it's hard on golf because I it's you have to take everything almost everything out on yourself. It's like right. oh I I double thought that swing or I yeah. didn't hit it hard enough or I hit it too soft and it's just you, you have to take it out on yourself and and I'm golf not, is not a forgiving game, is it? Like you're just no, a little not. bit not it's, focused and man, you just totally sliced it. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason that there's very few people that are in the um, PGA. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's tough. good though. That's cool. I mean, I think those two different experiences, like I would imagine the way somebody coaches you in golf, there's maybe a little bit different way a coach might approach that than basketball because you're addressing kind of the bigger collective group in a basketball setting in a team as- aspect. Um, the culture is a little different. So do, do you think you learn anything from the two different experiences there? Like was there positives from both and lessons from both? Um, yeah, it was definitely a learning experience for sure. Um, golf taught me that like, it's okay to do wrong in sports. You can always make it back up. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it'll hurt you, but you just got to bounce back and you can't like hold that down on yourself because if you keep pulling yourself down, you're going to keep messing up and messing up and then you'll just get insult get to frustrated. injury, isn't it? It's very yeah. quickly insult to injury. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like lose your focus in, in golf. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I remember my first time I went golfing, it was up at St. Andrews. And my dad was like, all right, you're going to have to dress up nicer. And I'm like, why do I, I'm playing sports. Why do I have to like yeah. dress up? And it's just, it's just different. It is, but yeah. it was fun. It's fun. That's good. That's good. What, are there any experiences that stand out to you as important, like as a, from a playing perspective that lessons you learned? Um, yeah, definitely. It was so it was actually during practice. Um, we were all um, doing, I think it was like a three on four drill. It was three on four continuous. And everybody was just gassed at the end of the drill, including me. I, we were all out of breath. And like, man, I need to stay in shape outside of practice. Like, I used to drink pop a lot. And pop is really, it's not great for you. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, all right, I'm going to hone it in and I'm going to, I'm just going to stop drinking pop, no pop, hydrate myself. And not only am I going to like stay in shape during practice, I'm going to take time out of practice to go to the gym and work on my conditioning and work on my jump shot and work on my defense, work on all that, all the stuff I do at practice. I'll need to take time out of it during my actual life and do do better if I want to um keep going with basketball yeah yeah absolutely that's yeah. good so you you're you're a junior in high school and you're already coaching like that's kind of a unique thing like so how did you get this opportunity to potentially start coaching so young how did that happen, come about so uh I did the summer camp with Lars 
uh, the summer of 2021. And Lars Hansen. Yeah, Lars Hansen. Um, he was, he's always been the head of Ignite. Um, he just always asks coaches to come help him if he wants. So what's they Ignite want exactly? Um, it's a vertical, vertical jump and speed and agility camp that helps you improve both of those. Um, okay. And one summer, we're during these summer camps, um, just doing all these drills to work on footwork and technique and getting faster, jumping higher. Um, he pulls me aside and he's like, after, after camp, he was like, Hey, would you be up to helping me coach for the, for a while? And I was like, Oh yeah, yes. I'd love to mm-hmm. not really. I, he kind of caught me off guard. I didn't expect yeah. him to ask me that. Mm-hmm. And then time came around. And I'm like, man, I get to, I was in this position where I was getting coached by these kids and it was awesome. And now I get to coach these kids. Like I've been doing, or I've been an athlete at Ignite since third grade and all through third grade to my junior year of high school, I've been working and listening to these coaches um, of Lars and Lars. Um, And now I'm looking back on it. I'm like, this is what these kids are going to see me as. So I just, I want to help them. And it's, it's so much fun. It's just awesome environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's great. What do you, what do you think, what, what has Lars taught you about coaching kind of at the beginning? Like, did he give you any, you know, framework or any advice or how did you, how do you think you, you know, helped you get into coaching? Yeah. uh, The first thing he told me was bring energy because kids have energy and if they come into a gym and it's just dead quiet, they're not going to want to, I mean, Mm -hmm. they're going to want to go, sit at home and hang out with their friends or go home and go outside or something. We want them to feel like they should be here. So bring them energy and show them you care, show them you want to be there. Um, and just enjoy being with the kids. Like it's okay if they do something wrong, but correct them. Um, it's okay to correct the kid. Mm -hmm. I always have to think of that. It's okay. Because if they're doing something wrong, that means they were either taught wrong or they didn't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. John Wooden has a saying is like a coach is someone who can give correction without creating an offense. And so, yeah, I think sometimes when you're a player correcting your teammates, it doesn't always go well. Right. Kind of correct. Yeah. It's not really your job, but a coach that really is your role is to try to correct and guide and, and, and give a little bit of discipline in a way that doesn't, they don't feel like you're just, you know, on them for no reason. You're doing it for their good. You want to help them, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like a, it's kind of a, it's an art, isn't it? Like it probably was hard at first maybe to think about how do I say this? So I don't like, you know, offend this kid, but I want to help them, you know? um, Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely uh, not a struggle, but it was different at first. I was like, man, how do I say this to where I'm not like coming down on them and yelling at them? Mm -hmm. Like, I had to like think things through. It was like, okay, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to help this kid, but how am I going to help him? Or what do I need to tell him? Cause yeah. Or her. Yeah. Do you think, would you say that you pretty much coach, you try to coach the way you've been coached to some extent? Like, is that your model oh. or, or, or what is kind of your model? Yeah. I want to, I want to be, co- I want to coach kids the way I've been coached because the way I was coached, I, I obviously kept doing large or ignite. So mm-hmm. I, it kept me in there. And at the same time, I, I want people to think of me as like 
a different person. Like, I don't want them to see me as just another coach. I want them to see me as coach Logan or <laughs> that one tall kid. That's that coach. Um, I want them, I want to leave a, a story with the kid. Okay. Yeah. What, what do you think are some of the best things you've learned from your coaches? Anything stand out as sort of some key things you've learned from your coaches that you're trying to do yourself? Yeah. Uh, my coach, one of my coaches, he told me that if you go to the gym, you're only bettering yourself. Like if you start bench pressing, you're only strengthening yourself. Like you're not doing this to benefit other people. Like if you skip a set or a rep or a workout, that's only coming down on you. It's not going to affect other people. So you got to want to push yourself and you got to want to be there. You got to want to do all the everything that comes out with working. working right. out. Yeah. It's hurting. You think, Oh, I'm going to skip a set or I'm going to do this. Like, but it's only hurting yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. It's Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Do you think though, that like if one person takes a set off though, like that does actually affect other people because it sort of gives permission. Yeah. It's like, if this to, kid to looks up to another, right. yeah. If this kid looks up to another kid, they'll be like, Oh, well, Johnny's skipping a workout. Why don't I, I'll just follow what Johnny does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's hurting yourself and it's hurting other people to some extent. Yeah. Um, it's showing them the wrong thing. Like that's not what you need to be doing. Right. Right. What would you say kind of like, as you think about, I know you're pretty new into coaching, but do you have sort of a why, like, what do you think kind of made you think like, yeah, I want to coach and I want to have this kind of impact. Like what's, what's kind of the impact you hope to have on your, on the kids that you coach and, and what, what kind of inspires you to get out there and do it? Um, I inspire myself. I just love being out there, but I'd say when I was a kid, like doing the summer camps at Ignite, I loved the coaches. They were all, they were all so nice. And I'm like, I want the kids to have that. I want the kids to, cause I, I didn't just see them as a coach. They were, they were a friend. They were nice to everybody. And I'm like, mm -hmm. that's, it takes a lot to be nice to everybody. I mean, it's one to be a nice person and then change up all of a sudden, but being a nice person to everybody all the time is just amazing. No matter what you're going through. Yeah. Being intentional about being intentional about making everybody feel valued as a coach. That's like, yeah. Your job. Yeah. And I want the kids to feel that way with me. I want them to feel like they can come talk to me or they can mm -hmm. just have fun. They can be themselves. They don't have to like see me as a, a coach. Right. Do you think mm -hmm. that you have sort of a unique role in the sense of, you know, if a coach is significantly older than the kids, um, it's a bigger gap. It can be a little more intimidating versus you're a little closer to their age. And maybe that's actually a benefit in some ways because you're more relatable. Yeah. I, and it was funny because let's see. It was this week. I was thinking, I'm like, man, because there's a group of fifth graders that came in and I'm like, man, these kids are a lot younger than me. And then I'm like, well, they're a lot longer, younger than Lars. And so I have to be like, OK, I'm I'm a I'm in school as well as these kids. So let's just let's just have fun. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really see like grade or age separation as an issue. I mean, they're here to work out and I'm here to help them. Mm -hmm. just talk with them have yeah. fun that's awesome what advice do you have for someone who's like your age who's maybe already thinking yeah I think I might want to coach like where should they what do you, what's your thoughts for them to kind of get started um 
make sure you know what you're going to coach because there there will be kids that come in and think they know more than you and okay. try and talk to you about this and tell you this is how it works. Um, yeah. But make sure you know what you're talking about. And so if you, you want to serious, it, like you really need to like, if you're yeah. going to, if you're going to step into a role of leadership and be a step into a role of a coach, like you need to take it serious and actually know your stuff. Yeah. Cause yeah. these kids, parents are trusting you to coach them and mm-hmm. do the right thing and make them better and help them succeed. And if you're just kind of there just to be there, it's not going to benefit the kids. Um, you have to mm-hmm. really be into it, like 100% committed. Yeah. 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 Do you, so within Ignite, are there other coaches that are also in high school and do you guys talk at all and, and help each other? Or, or it sounds like there's, there's some other young coaches too. Is that right? Yeah, we've got, I think, three or four coaches that are still in high school, juniors okay. and seniors. Um, okay. And yeah, we will talk amongst each other, like what we see um, that we need to help each other. Like if somebody sees me not doing something right, they'll come over and they'll be like, Hey, don't forget to do this. Or we'll kind of coach each other pretty much. Yeah. Like um, on technique or whatever, or different things for the kids. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah. that's really good. I think, that's really the only way you can learn as a coach is you need to get around other coaches. You need to discuss debate, you know, is this really the best way or is that way, you know, and you have to talk about it. Um, right. So, yeah. That's kind of how you learn. That's cool that you guys have that environment. Cause you guys kind of like work together, you work out sometimes. And then also whatever you're learning or Lars is coaching on, you're then basically a lot of times teaching those same things to the kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's all just kind of like a cycle. Lars will teach us. We'll teach the kids. Mm-hmm. And we just, I just want to make an impact. Like, yeah, I love seeing kids spike up. Like there was, there's been one kid um, that has been doing ignite. Now this was his, I think the spring was his first semester and he came in and he, I knew he wanted to be there, but he had a bunch of friends and he just kept getting distracted. I'm like, Hey, you got to stay on top of this. Like, you got to stay focused. I know your friends are here. You can have fun, but just make sure to stay focused. It's like, okay, okay. Keep having to tell them. And then I played, I went to basketball, took a little break, came back and he was just a stellar athlete. Like yeah, he was wow. benching a lot more, squatting a lot more. And I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. It's so cool to see him grow. Do you see a different motivation? Like, cause you're still an athlete. You've been an athlete. Um, the motivation and the sense of success you get from, you know, being an athlete, is that different in some ways? Like the sense of accomplishment and success you experience as a coach? Like, what do you think the difference is there between those two? Um, I'd say it's, it has its differences, but it has its similarities. Like you're, you're getting success by being a coach already. Like Mm -hmm. there's not, there's a reason there's only one or two coaches on a team or, a team of 10 people or like ignite there's probably five or six coaches with a camp of 100 people 150 Mm -hmm. people um and it's just it's just a good feeling to be that coach like Mm -hmm. kids will remember your name as coach logan or Mm -hmm. the whatever your name is and whatever you're you're seen as the coach and it just it feels like it does it feels like success to me um now i don't want to settle and be like all right I succeeded I'm done now I want to I want to keep going but as an athlete it's like it's like winning a basketball game I mean 
you've succeeded in winning the game, but you've still got another game after that, or you've mm-hmm. still got another hole in golf or another round or another bucket at the driving range. There's always something next. Um, yeah. There's you say always you measure next. success as a coach. Like, how do you know you're like getting to the position is like step one, but then once yeah. you're there, how do you know if you're a successful coach? How do you think you'll define that? Um, just seeing the kids grow, like, cause there's coaches that will, um, that will be coaching sports for instance, and kids will go in and then you won't see them for a while. Like they'll be gone for a week or two and then they'll come back and then they'll be gone for another week or two. Um, but seeing consistency from the athletes, that's showing that you're wanting them to be there or Mm -hmm. somebody's wanting them to be there and they want to come back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If you see them kind of their commitment is going up because they see something of value, they want to be there. They, they care about what you think your opinion matters to them. That's a sign that you're building a, a deeper bond, a trust, and then they're, they're, they're seeing progress. So that's good. What do you think the difference is between kind of a coach that has a transformational impact versus a coach that maybe is, is more transactional and just kind of is there, you know, what's the difference? Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're just wanting to be there to coach, it's, it's hard. Cause I had a coach like that. I was just, okay, yeah, let's get through the drills and then go home. Like he doesn't want to get to have fun. Like it's, it's fun to have fun and it's okay to have fun. That's what mm-hmm. I have to tell myself every once in a while. Cause I'm like, man, these kids, they need to focus. They're not focusing. I'm like, yeah, but they're, they need to have fun while they're focusing. Um, yeah. You can do both. Can't you? Like you can yes. work hard and have fun. It's very doable. Yeah. Um, but I would much rather have a coach that's involved, that's caring, that asks too many questions or talks to them too much. Cause if I'm sitting there and I have a question and I've never talked to this coach before, or I don't know the coach's name or the coach doesn't know my name, I'd be like, well, I don't really feel like talking to him or asking him a question. Cause what if, what if he's mean or what if he's this? Right. I want to, I want the kids to be able to know me. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a bridge. Like if you have no bridge of a relationship of existing relationship, then information and thoughts and and feedback and advice, they can't, there's no bridge because there's no conversation, but like if you have those conversations, even if it seems about just normal life stuff, silly stuff, nothing really important, then you're kind of building that bridge and then maybe important information eventually will pass over that bridge, you know, right, right. advice or they have a problem or they have a concern or they're confused about something like they're more likely to ask you. You're right. That's, that's massive. Um, if you don't, if you don't establish the lines of communication, then you can't really coach them because they're not going to ask and right. ask for help or anything. Right. So, right. Yeah. And it's, I love when kids ask for help or ask what this means or what this does for you. Cause it shows they, they care. And they, they don't want to just go through the workout and it shows they're comfortable enough to ask me a question. Mm-hmm. Like I know there are times as a kid for me that I was like, Oh, I can't, I can't ask this question. That's a silly question. But in re- in reality, it's like, no, if you're questioning something, go ask the question. It's you won't get judged. It, it's yeah. not, not. And I imagine deal. a lot of the kids you have, they, um, they all play different sports. They don't all play the same sport. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, there's so there is sort of a gap there of like they have to take these activities and then translate it to their sport 
so it's like does this is this going to translate coach like what's this helping me with you know yeah yeah it's it is it's really it's different like there's a couple kids that'll play like lacrosse lacrosse and then basketball soccer football Mm -hmm. and then rugby and i'm like oh rugby because not many people i hear play rugby and i want to be like oh man this is so cool this is all this but at the same time i'm like all right let's let let me learn from you on what you think will help you um yeah because yeah you're right like you almost have to yeah there's a there's a there's a need for conversation there because they're like yeah i need to I need to be able to make these cuts or I need, I have to make these tackles in this certain way. Like what could I do coach to improve in this way? And you have that knowledge of like the body and how we move. And so you might be able to say, okay, it seems like if you want to strengthen this part or ex- improve your acceleration, like we should do this, but they, you right. need to have that conversation. Don't you? Otherwise you might not be maximizing, you know, their development. Yeah. Because some of the workouts that day, they might just be for, for basketball players or baseball players. Um, Mm -hmm. and they might be like, why, what is this benefiting for me? If I'm playing like rugby or lacrosse or swim or soccer. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes it might not be for that specific sport, but there will be days where we'll throw in a bunch of stuff for sports that they might not need, but somebody else will, or somebody Mm -hmm. else will, and they might not need. Yeah. And there's also too, like, there's, there's an argument for, um, when you're, when you like pick a specific sport and you only develop muscles and strengths for that sport, you're more likely to have injuries, you know? And so even if right. in theory, something is not exactly a bullseye to help you improve your sport, it's maybe making you more well-rounded so that you're less likely right. to get injuries. So that's important too. Um, but yeah, kids would probably not know that unless you talk about it, you know, and you have a discussion yeah. and you're right. If they don't trust you, they don't, they're worried that maybe you're going to yell at them or be upset with them, or, or you're not going to be a good listener, then yeah, you're not able to help them work through those things. So, right. Right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. What other thoughts do you have kind of, as we wrap up, um, do you have any thoughts as you have a chance to maybe talk to other coaches in the city, um, and encourage them or give thoughts or give your perspective, any final thoughts? Um, it's just enjoy it. Like, like I said earlier, there's a reason there's only one or two coaches per team. And if you're in that spot, you got to know what you're doing and you got to have fun. Like not, it's okay to not take things serious. Um, Mm -hmm. just enjoy being there. Enjoy the experience. Like mm-hmm. there'll be times where I'll be working and I'm like, I take it so serious. I'm like, these kids probably are sick of me talking and sick of me yelling at them, yelling at them. And I'm like, I just need to sit back and just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy it. Yeah, totally. Well, good stuff. I'm excited. I'm excited to hopefully we can kind of keep in touch and see how you progress and where, where it takes you as a coach. I'm sure you're going to be, if you keep improving, and you're already starting now thinking bigger and thinking about how to improve and what makes a good coach. Like you're going to be an incredible coach in a few years and that's going to be exciting. So not that um, you aren't already um, now, but you know, even better. <laughs> got to even better. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I trust me. I want to, I want to. It's good. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us on the show today. 
if you want to learn more about Community for Coaches or our guest, you can check the show notes. I'll put some links in there to um, our website and contact info. And uh, until next time, keep coaching with purpose. <laughs>